2: Dooby dooby do talk Wall Street, let's talk investing, let's get one step closer to retirement, the goal of the show. We have a nice open day on Wall Street. We're sitting at or near record highs. Today the Dow Jones Industrial Average is what is it? Maybe six. 70 points from an all-time high. Maybe 100 points about right now. Nothing to get excited about. But what we have here is a market that is trading a little bit differently than yesterday. It appears that Donald Trump has conceded within reason, saying, go ahead and set up a transition. I still don't concede, but go ahead and set up a transition. And you're starting to see the lawyers jump ship, as all rats do, when it's going down, Giuliani said, yes, I did exaggerate things. Like, what? what? <laughs> like, why are we having this conversation? And yet we are. It's one of the things that we need to put in place. I was called into the 645 News last night, PM. And that typically tells me that there's kind of this mentality of we need we need understanding. Why is this happening? It was not because of Biden. Announcing who is Treasury Secretary would be maybe Janet Yellen, it looks like. So she can go from Federal Reserve member, Federal Reserve head to Treasury Secretary. A lot of people go, things were okay when Janet Yellen was Treasury Secretary. Or excuse me, Federal Governor, Federal Reserve Chief. Things were okay. So we're kind of, we're piecing this together. We're getting one step closer to a vaccine, that news hits on mondays it feels like then you know by monday afternoon we start going okay how many doses do you think we can get and then it still adds up to 2021 no matter how we look at it is not going to be as good as 2019 as far as fullness goes and yet i looked at market numbers yesterday and they were nothing short of stunning for the year yesterday we had a bad news on the fang gang Facebook was down. Amazon was down. Apple was down. Netflix was down. Google was down. Energy was electric. Financials, industrials, and consumer discretionary all were winner-winner chicken dinners. Russell 2000 continued its rally. The NASDAQ barely closed higher. Um, Palantir priced its IPO at 20 bucks. Um it's one of those companies that a lot of people have problems with because of the way they mm. handle secrecy I'm not going to go too much into it. Dairy Queen dropped after reported unaudited earnings. Dairy Queen is a publicly traded company. It is heavily tied towards <cereality> um the whole Warren Buffett model of. Um, cash flow. It's interesting because I heard CFP Chad Burton recently talk about how Apple is more of a cash flow company than an earnings company. There's a little bit of that going on out there, mentality wise. Cyclical stocks continue to set the performance bar. Technology sector continues to lag yesterday to today, last week to this week. There's some optimism about the future. Major indices started in the green. Financials were up. Industrials up. Materials were up. IT was slightly lower. Again, nothing to get excited about. It's a holiday week. Holiday shortened week. We end this week with Black Friday, and Black Friday will be like no other Black Friday we've ever had. Should the malls be empty? Yes. Will they? I doubt it. Best Buy came out and said their numbers were good. Very, very good. But they said, we really don't know about the next quarter. And Wall Street's like, really? Really? Because Rob Black is only shopping at Amazon. Rob Black is only shopping at Best Buy, sometimes Apple. My circle of stores has gone down in the last 52 weeks, not up. Dick's Sporting Good, Dollar Tree Stores, Tiffany, Abercrombie & Fitch & Burlington Stores all reported earnings that were far ahead of expectations. Remember I told you I did the 645 News yesterday? I was interested because the anchors I consider conventional wisdom. I'm not knocking them when I say this. They're the man on the street. They're like, Rob, with such high unemployment and with COVID numbers spiking, isn't it bad for the market? Why are we at all-time highs? I'm like, exactly. Bad news is good news. Stimulus will be coming. That should tie us over until the vaccines are delivered. Vaccine delivered should say, hey, I've got some pent-up cash. I'm going on vacation. I got some pent-up money. I'm going to marry to make a baby. Sweetie, honey, sugar booger, will you marry me? It's lining up almost too obviously, which means it probably won't happen that way. But I'm giving you the obvious case scenario. Russell 2000 is up 18.2% this month. Wow. Energy sector is up 32% this month. Wow. I did hear one analyst this morning say, Maybe the the optimism rally is a little bit ahead of itself. You think? Um, I would call it a little bit of funny money. I don't want to be too negative when I say that. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the second richest man in the world. Elon Musk in Tesla. Um, Rocking it. Tesla's worth over $500 billion now for the first time ever, and Elon Musk is the second richest man on the planet. Holy mackerel. Did he just say that? Did he, do, did he just jump Bill Gates? He just jumped Bill Gates. And I, I say congratulations, and I say he's got – I'm going to talk about them a little bit later in the show. I want to save some ammo. But I think he has a pathway to overtake the richest man in the world. And I don't think it's going to be all that difficult. And I think he's a pathway higher, and I think Tesla has a pathway higher. I know, it's kind of crazy. Typically, that's what we say uh, right at the top of the bubble, right? When we were at the bubble in 2000, we were seeing companies come out. They're like, well, that company... GeoCities—they design web pages, and my mother wants a web page. Therefore, let's give them a billion-dollar valuation. We came up with stupid reasons to push stocks higher. I'm going to talk about how Elon Musk and Tesla can follow the playbook that Tim Cook has thrown down, laid down, smacked down, WWE Raw down. Um, because I think that should help you a little bit. Mortgage rates hit another record low yesterday, and I'm like, what's going on? Then today, the housing numbers come out and they were way better than expected. Home prices see the biggest spike in six years. The 10 city composite was up 6.2% year over year, up from 4.9% the previous month. And I think it's the record low mortgage rates, and I think it's the pandemic causing people to get second homes. Um, and then maybe it's a little bit more spreading of the wealth from the concentrated. And I'm not saying that the mid-tier is done badly, but the concentrated big cities, San Francisco, LA, Chicago, New York have done fantastic. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Find me online at robblackshow.com, Twitter robblackshow.com, YouTube robblackshow.com. Find me at newfocusfinancial.com.
1: Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black Online at robblack.com. Now back to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW.
0: Welcome in,
2: Rob Black, money. Need to shoot. COVID-induced demand from home buyers over the summer. Positive exceptionally strong spike in home prices. Values jumped 7% annually. That's pretty impressive. That's according to the S&P CoreLogic case Schiller, U.S. National Home Price NSA Index. Like, that's a mouthful, no? Phoenix rose 11.4% year-over-year. Seattle up 10.1%. San Diego up 9.5%. That's the same as last month. Not the same numbers, but the same cities as having the biggest gains. And it makes me scratch my head and go, is that all San Francisco and LA people moving to Phoenix and San Diego? San Diego a little less dense than LA. Phoenix a little bit cheaper than San Diego and LA. Seattle I don't get. So... Maybe it's people in Portland going, um, we've had too many days of protests. We're protested out. Dallas and New York saw the smallest annual gains, but we're both up in the 4% range compared with last year. It's not bad. Low mortgage rates have hit 13 new lows this year. There's only a two and a half month supply of homes and we're not building enough starter homes and single family homes. And there's not enough permits out there. This is a problem. Elon Musk is the second richest man. Let's hit this ever so quickly. Tesla has surpassed a $500 billion market cap. Tesla has become the first $100 billion publicly traded automobile company. The company has been on a tear this year with its stock up 500%. Five Hondas. Musk has overtaken. Bill Gates is the richest man. Musk saw his net worth rise to $128 billion yesterday. It's worth even more now. Yesterday, his net worth up $7.2 billion. Only person ahead of Musk now is Jeff Bezos. So that's kind of interesting. Ten years ago, we were talking about Warren Buffett and Bill Gates as the world's richest man. Carlos Slim Hulu was also out there and he's a Mexican cement. He's a Mexican everything conglomerate, but cement was his, his big business. Don't even talk about him anymore. Ten years ago, Elon Musk wasn't on this list. It was Bill Gates and Warren Buffett. Now it's Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos. He's 49 years old and I would say that he's going to add to his wealth in the coming years. Hmm. How's he going to do that, you say? I think there's some tricks up a sleeve. Apple has become the world's most valuable company, and I think he can copy what Apple's done with Tesla. Tesla's poised to follow that similar strategy, profound model shift from selling cars to generating high-margin recurring software and services revenue. Wait, wait, Tesla's going to be a software company? Interesting. The growing percent of Apple's revenue now comes from services. It's become a key element of CEO Tim Cook's strategy. Apple has launched Apple Music, Apple TV, and iCloud. When you get into Tesla, you can say, wow, they're connected to the internet. But after one year or whatever period of time, you have to pay $9.99 a month. And he used to charge a couple thousand dollars for software upgrades. Now he's charging eight to ten thousand. And for like the ludicrous mode, that's twenty thousand dollars. That's just a software update. Tesla could start coming into new business models. Software-based products tend to be more profitable because they're software, right? Microsoft comes up with Windows 95. They press it onto a million disks, then, the, then they press it onto 10 million disks, then they press it onto 100 million disks, a billion disks, two billion. The software code doesn't change. It's just the pressing onto a desk. And through the years, they're like, "Why use a disk? Let's just do the downloads." Well, you can do that too. More profitable, less disk, less cost. You get the idea. Sell a new iPhone. Apple has to pay for the phone's parts, their assembly, the shipping. When some, someone subscribes to Apple TV, they just build it straight into the software. ching uh, You just need me to turn that switch on for you? Okay, done. Building a compelling array of services has the added benefit of making a company's devices more compelling And, again, over the holidays, I've started looking at what I'm going to be watching. There's a couple shows on Apple that they're Apple TV I might get to. Every now and then when I see one of those stupid uh, clickbaits, top 10 shows on Apple, I'll click it. I go, I haven't heard about this show. What's this M. Night Shyamalan show? Um, So how how can Tesla do that? Tesla's urging its growing fleet of hardware and services to turn on new revenue opportunities. So they're pushing the full self-driving upgrade. Um, The upgrade costs $10,000, about 20% of the price of the Model 3 sedan. So on a Model X, it's $100,000. The $10,000 upgrade costs not so bad. But on a $30,000 vehicle, you're like, Whoa. Tesla also sells over-the-air performance and infotainment upgrades. Plus, Tesla has gotten their hands on a lot of the materials that are used in batteries. And we're putting more lithium-ion batteries everywhere, whether it be our roofs on the side of our house for power storage. They're starting an insurance business, or they're ramping up an insurance business. Tesla Model X has a high price tag. And if you wreck it, which is still very, very possible, um, the insurance companies are going to lose lots and lots of money. So they're charging you lots and lots of money in premiums. So we'll see if Tesla's able to pull this off. Can they be an insurance company? Why not? Amazon, why can't they be a healthcare pill delivery company? Why not? The rich get richer, my friends. The rich get richer. Best Buy turned in a great quarter, but what's pissing people off today is they're saying we don't know about the next quarter. Same store's sales rose 23%. Best Buy said that they should be able to exceed expectations going into the quarter because there's been a bump of people staying at home and working from home and doing school from home. And right now there's another pandemic shutdown going across the country, so they should be able to pull more business forward. The one flaw that I have in my radio strategy being radio and TV from home is my TV microphone is also my radio microphone, and my radio microphone is on a boom, and TV should be on a handheld, and it's not a great handheld, but it's a great boom mic. So I'm looking for a, a, a mic stand, and like Best Buy doesn't have them sold out. Guitar centers in bankruptcy, they're sold out. Like There's still little dumb things that we need to add, and that should benefit companies like Best Buy. Taking a look at the markets. We're up big today. A little bit of Biden transition being allowed to happen. A little bit of the vaccine leading to inoculation. Maybe we're a little ahead of ourselves. Because it looks like it's going to be a rough two, four, and six weeks. But Wall Street is a discount mechanism. It's looking six months down the road. Find me online at Rob Shoot.
1: and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Turkey this year, we went ham and
2: turkey. I say turkey this Saturday night, Thanksgiving. I'm probably one of the few people you know that's ever lived in Turkey. Living in a city called Izmir. And, uh, fascinating time as a six, seven-year-old kid. I got to see things like dancing bears and torchlight parades. And I got to play in crypts that were hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years old. Um, got to see some weird things like Calcium Mountains of a place called Ephesus, which in... Biblical history, if you believe in history, kind of like, not necessarily narrative history or history history, but biblical history. um, It's a place where Christ as a teenager hung out. And what's cool about Calcium Mountains is it flows straight into the Mediterranean. And it basically purifies the water and purifies the Mediterranean. So it's one part of the world where you can look at the bottom of the ocean and see, like, crystal clear. Like, hey, there's a shell down there. Anyway, um, I digress. Markets are playing with record areas. The Nasdaq looks underwhelming. The Nasdaq's biggest players, Google, Qualcomm, Apple, Microsoft, Yahoo. No, Yahoo was 20 years ago, Rob. See how the billionaires changed to Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos? At one point in time, Jerry Yang out of Yahoo was one of the richest people in the world. Now he probably can't even crack the top 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 55, 50. It's interesting. note. who do you think the number four person is? Bill Gates is now number three. He's been dethroned by Musk, who's number two. Number one is Jeff Bezos. Who do you think the number four richest man in the world is? It's not going to surprise you, but maybe it'll surprise you in a funny way. Like, oh, I forgot about him. Um, the one, the only, Mark Zuckerberg from Facebook. So I'm looking at a play like Disney on my screen, which I own, up 2.2%. And I look at a play like Apple sideways, down 30 cents. And I go, huh, that must be because more people are going to be going to Disneyland in six months. I look at Visa up 2% versus Apple or versus Qualcomm. And I go, Visa must be thinking more people open their wallets and travel internationally. That's where they make the big profit margins. Huh. So on a day like today, it's almost crystal clear. It's almost too easy. An Activision Blizzard's down 1% after having the most amazing spring pandemic shutdown stock market run in a long, 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 long time. I'm in shares of Activision. So a lot of the things that worked in the last six, seven, eight months not working right now because Wall Street's now saying, okay, we know who the president's going to be within reason on this. There's a last second Hail Mary. And as soon as he gave up the GSA to start helping in the transition, you kind of think like, Oh, he must be injured. Like a quarterback whose ribs are hurt is being asked to throw 67 yards to pull something off. It's not looking good. If you're a Trump fan, not gloating, just saying not looking good. Um, I see all major markets higher today, but again, I see the Russell up 1.4%, the best of the four, better than the S and P better than the Dow, better than the NASDAQ, because it's telling you in six months from now, we should be in a better place. The CDC, not the CDC. Um, gosh, who was it now? One doctor's warning that they fear that because the shot's going to be done in two swab, two, uh, regimens, I think, one month apart, that a lot of people won't go get their second regimen. There's a lot of states that won't get their first or their second regiment. And when I say states, I'm just talking Florida, Texas, notoriously Republican states, notorious um, we have our rights, we don't have to wear masks, or most of us don't have to wear masks. Some of us do, some of us don't. Some of us carry guns, some of us don't carry guns. There's a thought that they won't get vaccinated because they don't even believe in the virus in the first place. Now, again, this is all media filtering, and it's a bunch of crap. I say the United States says, we're going to do some stimulus now, but we're also going to do some stimulus when the vaccine's out. And if you get the vaccine, you get $500. If you get the second vaccine, you get another $500. I'm pro that, because that would reopen the economy, and that would get a lot of jobs going back. So that's one of the things I look for from our government is things that, solve two problems they're not spending government money they're spending taxpayer money and i want the taxpayer money to go back to supporting other taxpayers at the very least that's my definition of government i don't want taxpayer money going completely to social programs i want some of the taxpayer money to go to help other taxpayers get better jobs or better education you know it's just catching fire right now is that's gonna be problematic That Biden has promised uh, loan forgiveness in colleges. Um, That sucks if you're a bank and you gave a loan to a student. And you're like, woohoo, I took a risk, but I'm going to get a reward. Oh, wait, I'm not. There's a lot to digest there. Um, Again, you're like, but student debt is awful. And I agree. But lending money to your best friend and your best friend going, I don't have to pay you back. Sucks. Never lend money to a family member. Never lend money to a friend. Anytime you get into a business relationship, keep it a business relationship and go, dude, we got into this 50-50 and you're changing the terms on me now? Always try to be on the up and up. Contracts are good, not bad in relationships. Um, U.S. consumer confidence drops as the virus is spreading. I feel that. Me and my producer greeted each other today. with We kind of kiss each other on the sides of the face like the French do. And I said, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? And he goes, me? I'm looking forward to Thanksgiving. And I go, me too. And then we kissed each other on the side of the cheeks. And we went our separate ways. Because we're a little bit of afraid. We're a little bit, it sucks that we can't go see one relative. Chad Burton checked up on me today. Good for him. He said, how's your mom doing? I said, she's still in ICU still on a feeding tube. She's still on oxygen. Nothing's really changed in three or four days. Um, Now, what I didn't text is, I hope she passes peacefully. I don't want to say it out loud because I don't want her to pass. Like I don't want to be the guy who said that, and then your mom dies on Thanksgiving. And then in my head, I'm like, I hope she doesn't die on Thanksgiving. Because every Thanksgiving from here on, my family's going to go, sorry, about today, this is the day your mom died. Let it be a day before. Let it be a day after. Let it be mid-December. I don't care. But her time's up. Um, She's got some heart damage from the COVID, which, again, is something we didn't know six, seven, eight months ago, is that there's going to be side effects. And when it attacks one area, it weakens another. And obviously, some people are going to get through it beautifully. AstraZeneca, they came out this week and they said, yeah, one dosage is 65% effective in combination with a second dosage. And another first dosage and second dosage is over 90% effective. So AstraZeneca is kind of going to change up their trials to focus on that 90% because they want to be in that ballpark. Three out of four doctors prefer dentine or Sincident. Three out of four doctors say flossing's good. Three out of four, like, they want those doctors to say that 90% that Pfizer got and Metamune got, we want. Mod- Moderna, I'm sorry, not Metamune. Eh. The news and views expressed on this show, Like, I want to throw up a disclaimer because I just said Metamune instead of Moderna. Oopsie poopsie. Okay, what else do we have to talk about? Oil's higher on the expectation that six months from now we're going to be in a better place. The Russell's higher, considerably above the NASDAQ because we're going to be in a better place. The NASDAQ's taken a breather after taking the last nine months of rocket and rolling. The S&P 500's near record territory and the Dow Jones Industrial Average near record territory. Should they be? Probably not, but... That is if you were to correlate one-on-one where the stock market is today and the economy. And that's not how it works. The bond market is a better correlation of today's reaction with today's news. The stock market is like, eh, I got another 10 minutes before I have to get back up. Like, has anyone ever asked you to do a favor? Like, can you walk the dog? And like, yeah, I need another 10 minutes. And you'll eventually walk the dog. Wall Street works like the economy will eventually do the job that we're expecting them because we're ahead of them. So it brings up the question in six months from now, what's the next stimulus? And I think it's better earnings. For the next six months, the stimulus is stimulus and better COVID thoughts. Now, the next two to four to six weeks are going to be horrible COVID thoughts because we're going to get together at Thanksgiving. Surveys on Thanksgiving turkeys being sold, they are they're more than less. People want to get together with families. saw some news articles yesterday where people are like, yeah, getting together with family is more important than COVID. Okay, well, you're going to die. Someone in your family is going to die because that's ignorant. Um, because that's where the story went. Yeah, we all got together and, uh, you know, three quarters of our family members are sick and, and our grandmother just died. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. And that's going to be the next two to four weeks as people say, I need to get together at Thanksgiving. It's family's important. And I get it. I get it. I'm not telling you what to do. Gold's a little bit lower, silver's a little bit lower, as people are saying. Maybe they've had their day. Okay? Then we go to the 10-year treasury. It sits at 87 basis points, which, albeit, it's a way better place than it was, economically speaking, when we were at 50 and 60 basis points in the spring. But it's still a crap place to be. We want to see the 10-year treasury when we are like high-fiving each other 25 to 3.5%. Now, that, unfortunately, is going to be a headwind for the stock market. This all works together, ladies and gentlemen. And on the days that it doesn't, I look flabbergasted. Bitcoin, happy days are here. Again, it's above 19,000. Okay. That tells you that there's probably inflation coming with government stimulus. It's too obvious, right? What's wrong with this picture? It's too obvious. You can find me online at robloxshow.com.
0: The
1: news filtered over the transom that a Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Life is good. You look
2: around think This is some of my old music getting recirculated back into the insurance uh, in the playlist.
1: is and would to have
2: We'd say this is like music to fall asleep too. Oh, oh god. Is that me? I fall asleep. Mean <laughs> Amy Man Live is all that in a bucket of chicken. Oh, I learned yesterday someone really wanted to he- they were listening to the show live and then they were trying to find the name of a song and they called the station and the station said, Go to look at his Twitter feed because you can hear the show there. At robblackshow.com I'm like, I forgot the music gets stripped out of the Twitter feed. Google and Twitter. They're, I'm not allowed to use the word Nazis, but let's just say they're Gestapo. And anything that violates music rights online, it doesn't necessarily violate music rights on radio. But once you put it online, you're playing by their game. Um, small little insight into the world of Rob Black. Uh, this is just one of those days where there's just too much to talk about. There really is. Kramer's on CNBC today, and he's ranting and going crazy, and he's foaming at the mouth. And he's, he's saying, like, where's the sellers at? Where's the sellers? And he's not wrong. Where's the profit takers? Like When you go down, 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 there's days where you get spikes up, and you're like, well, someone just did a little uh, shopping right there when the market rolls a little bit higher and rolls a little bit higher and roll and it doesn't roll over and die. You're like the only area that you're seeing profit taking is NASDAQ right now. So that's worthy of note. 800 1220 to get your calls on the air. COVID-19 vaccination is going to lead to herd immunity. It's going to be the final quarter of 2021. So says city research. City being a division of Citibank. Developed economies, many of which have secured vaccine pre-orders, will first experience the economic benefits of herd immunity. Overall, the bank has forecast that COVID-19 vaccinations could raise global economic growth by seven-tenths of a point in 2021 and three percentage points in 2022. That's what I kind of have to keep reminding you because the year is 2021. 2020 is crap. The economic data looks bad. I'm gonna throw a D plus on it, maybe C minus. Some parts of the world D. By 2021, will be improvement. But 2022, we should start seeing things back to normal. With that said, take a look at where we are in the stock market, and it may concern you a little bit. Only not because I'm. The sky is falling. The sky is falling. The NASDAQ's up 32% this year. That's pretty damn good. If you can get that every year, you would be wildly wealthy. And we got it in a COVID year. I'm not saying we're there yet because taking a look, calendar's just a calendar and it's another 30 days. But that doesn't mean we don't in 60 days go down, but we kind of tend to think of things annually. It's tough to make a case that the NASDAQ doesn't end up at least 20% this year. S&P 500 up 10%. The Russell's up 9% year-to-date. The Dow Jones Industrial Average up just 3.7%, but it's putting in good work right now and should be able to get to 10% if we continue this play of AstraZeneca, Pfizer, and Moderna reopening the economies with their their inoculations and seeing an improvement in 2021, but a return to normal in 2022. Biden's going to pick Federal Reserve Chairman Janet Yellen to head the Treasury Department. Wall Street looks at that as a safe bet. That's probably his most important cabinet position because it's tied towards the economy and the understanding of the economy. And if she's using her vast career as a banker and understanding U.S. different districts and different areas, we should be in good hands. Steve Mnuchin came from a background of not banking in in Federal Reserve, but he came from Wall Street. Has he been good for Wall Street? Yeah. He cut taxes. Will Janet Yellen be better as a Treasury secretary at understanding the economy? Maybe. Maybe. And again, I'm oversimplifying it. Let's speak of oversimplification ever so quickly. I'm studying a lot about art. Stocks can be broken down in sectors like retail and technology, or communication is a division of technology sometimes, or retail has soft lines like apparel and hard lines like Home Depot. Um, Tesla's telling me today the auto industry is a growth industry, just so you know. I haven't said that out loud, but it tells you Ford and GM have really missed what Tesla saw. So remember I was telling you the S&P has different sectors like financials has banks and stockbrokers and insurance companies. The art industry's got poor post-war and contemporary, which are works created after 1945. And there's a lot of really cool stories about what the Nazis did with art in World War II And how they saw the value in it more so than maybe gold. The Impressionist and modern art works that were created in the late 19th century to 1945. Then you get into art of the old masters in the 19th century, which covers the 12th century to the 19th century. And then there's another division of art. And this one's going to throw you because you're like 12th century to 19th century. Okay, what's going to be different than than Impressionist art 19th century up until World War II? And then post-war and contemporaries, 1945 to the present. What's going to be the fourth category? It's traditional Chinese works. Created anywhere from the mid-1950s back to the first millennium. There's a guy who does Chinese art, modern art. He takes pens and he does real tight circles. And it's really, really fascinating. And then there's like Ming vases. The risk-reward of looking at art... Is pretty interesting the average appreciation traditional and post-war are averaging about 10 percent, with a lot less risk than the s&p 500 it's worthy of note it's not worthy of doing anything about i'm rob black talking all things financial find me at newfocusfinancial.com